Hey guys, welcome back to the 30-something podcast with Sunny. I'm really excited about today's episode, guys. Um, you know I love to talk all things motherhood on this podcast. And today's guests, it's a duo, a dynamic duo, um, are some podcasters that I I guess I kind of stalked. I don't know. I feel weird because I really do see people online and I start to follow their content and, you know, message them at strange hours of the night. Anyway, they're the hosts of the show Closet Moms Orlando. And um, they're two moms who both have two kids. In fact, one of them just had a baby a couple of months ago. And they have been putting on their own podcast now for months where they give their unfiltered take on motherhood. And you know I love a good, honest moment about motherhood. I am all for all of the wonderful, pretty, sweet stuff, but we do ourselves a disservice if we only talk about that stuff in motherhood because there's a lot of hurdles and and challenges and obstacles too. And what I love about Ashley and Stephanie is that um, on their podcast and on their social channels too, they have a really refreshingly real take on motherhood. And they're not scared to talk about the difficult things that often accompany this chapter in life. So I was really excited when I was able to drag them in studio for a couple of hours to talk about all things kid related. We talk about um, going from one to two kids. We talk about favorite baby products. We talk about what it's like to leave a career behind and then go back to it. We talk about the real challenge of being a stay-at-home mom. Uh, We talk about traumatic birth experiences. And I really, really want you guys to listen to the, you know, halfway to three quarters point for that. Uh, Stephanie really opens up about um, her first birth, which was incredibly difficult. And the sort of story of overcoming the issues that um, sort of ended up happening as a result of that. I think it's really important to talk about things like, um, birth plans not coming to fruition and to accept that this is one kind of disappointment of early motherhood that not a lot of people talk about. So um, I'm so honored that they came in and then they opened up their hearts for a, for a little while to share all of their experiences. Um, you will hear us mention some products during the course of the interview. As always, I will put those in a blog post. So if you just click the podcast tab on sunnyabata.com, you can find all of the info there. And yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoy listening to this interview as much as I enjoy doing it. Um, Ashley and Stephanie of Closet Moms Orlando. How you guys, how you, how you know each other, how you met, yeah. the whole shebang, because you have such good chemistry, and <laughs> I do. feel like that's rare that you have like true friends doing a podcast, so that's yeah, kind of right. cool. Yeah. Um, we met through our, my husband and her ex-boyfriend were friends in like a group of the guy gang that goes out every weekend and whatever. Right. So she was dating... We'll leave him unnamed. <laughs> you shall I don't want to give him any credit. <laughs> um, and we just used to see each other all the time, and we became friends. And even after they broke up, there was like, I don't know, there was probably like a year or two where we kind of lost touch, and it would just be here and there. But then she had her daughter, and I had my daughter like six months later. Within a year, yeah. Okay, so, so we did like the mom click thing. Yes, yes. And yeah. it was someone to spend time with and like talk about our insanity together. That's yeah, very we used valuable. To take, um, yeah. Did you ever go to Grammys? I don't, I Grammys don't... indoor playground. In uh, I know Park. all about it, but I haven't been. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's gone now. So it's gone. Go. Okay. I, I think <laughs> they are gone because we stopped funding them. We might. <laughs> we, <laughs> maybe. we literally spent. You every lived at day. Grammys or Grannies? Yes. Which Grammys. one was it? Grammys. Yes. We would go let the girls like 
crawl, crawl around. We'd yep. bring coffee. We'd oh, get so food. Nice. And we'd stay there for like four or five hours and oh just let the girls play. And you don't and have then, to clean up. Yeah, I know. That's the best. The I went best. to Amaya Papaya all the time. We ne- I never went to that Yeah, one. it's so good. Well, I, I, I want to make sure, like, because I, I, when there's group podcasts, I always like people to, like, say who they are so that we can identify your voice throughout. So let's start with you. I'm Ashley. Ashley. And tell us your kids' names and your kids' ages. I have Olivia, who just turned five, September 11th. She is a feisty one. And then I have Austin, who was born July 17th. Yes, you're so new baby. So I am back you're, in the trenches. You're in it, girl. I am. <laughs> oh, man. But he's so easy. It's not really? even him. He is like an angel. He sleeps all night. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I don't understand that. I never have had sleeper it's like children who slept Both of well, have. so I hate to speak. saying it because I'm like, everyone's like, because what? people want to kill you. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, but mine sleeps. Everyone's like, are you so tired? I'm like, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but that my is... five year old's being a jerk. So yeah, there you go. That. I mean, there's always something a little tough, but I would imagine she's like a big help too. Because she is that's so a, helpful. A nice gap there. Yeah, she's so helpful. She's just super sensitive right now. Yeah. So we're struggling with that because sometimes we get tears. Yeah. Other times we get like, psycho big feelings we yes. call them big feelings in our they ass i think you have big. big feelings right now oh, that's a yes. term. yeah well the you gotta be as neutral as possible when there's yeah there's that too i mean listen there's a lot more than that in our house sometimes yeah. <laughs> and then stephanie introduce yourself yes. too and tell us about your kids um i'm stephanie and i have two kids i have a girl who is almost six now i guess five and a half and then um, and her name's kira just started kindergarten it's been an emotional year. Um, and then I have a boy who is just turned three, and his name is Dash. Okay. And he is my favorite right now, but don't tell Kira. <laughs> Do you guys have favorite kids? I have to ask that question because I've heard some parents be like, like outwardly, like, will completely admit that they have a favorite child. 100%. Do you really? <laughs> does, it, does it shift? <laughs> yes. I have, like, favorites for different reasons, but... Yes. Like categories? Like- yeah, like there's one, you know, there's one of them. I'm like speaking about them as they're like strangers. But yeah, one of my kids is a really good listener and, and she's just can be counted on to be calm. My son is not, but he's hysterical and he's like just a really entertaining person to be around. And the baby is just, you know, she's young. So we'll see what, what happens yeah, with right. her. But yeah, yeah I think there's like her. different qualities that are my favorite. Yeah, I think... Um- I don't really know how it works. I'm guessing it's a boy thing, but the boy is my favorite right now. He's younger, so I don't hold him to as high of a standard as my five-year-old. So maybe that's part of it. But um, I can't say it's because he's more, like, well-behaved because he's not. He's actually worse. (laughs) But he could slap me in the face, and I would be like, oh, you're so cute. (laughs) I love it. And my, my daughter will just come up in the morning, and if she whispers a little too close to my ear in the morning, I'm like, get out of my face. You know, like, it's... It's weird. We're struggling right now with that. But yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, they do go through phases, and I feel like one of the things you learn, at least I feel like I learned about my kids, is that they come out who they are. Like, there's so many parenting books, which I feel like is the biggest crock. It's like, yeah. how to do this, how to make them sleep, how to make them listen. Listen, they are people, and yes, environment, I do think, shapes our children. Right. But wouldn't you agree that their main personality traits are kind of baked in? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't change it. You can't. And, and um. I read a lot of the parenting books the first time around or skimmed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like I read something yesterday that was like I read all the parenting books. We're still all crying. Yeah. Like it's not. It's so true. Just get ideas. And I seriously think the biggest thing is like having other moms, mm-hmm. people that are going through the same thing you are, the right. same phase, the same stages, or they were recently there. Because older people – and no offense, because they're going through their own phases. But if you have like a 10 or 12 year old, 
you don't remember it as fresh mm-hmm. as like what maybe there's seven or six and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know four was this hard. Right, right. They know like they were just there and they can give you real advice, real or even just a pat on the back, like, girl, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Sometimes there's not an answer. There's not. I feel like I used to say that it's it's frustrating in early motherhood, especially with your first, because there is a problem and you can go through A, B, C and D. Like there's a multiple list in your mind of things you think may solve that problem. And 90 percent of the time, none of them will solve it. So you have to find it. It's really frustrating because for people who are used to, you know, I'm sure you guys had careers or jobs before you're used to fixing things and moving on it it just doesn't work that was not linear in parenthood which I found to be one of the most frustrating yeah and both kids for me are totally different they handle situations so differently so what worked for my first does not work for my second and I think um, now as my first is getting older I see so much of myself in her and I feel like that might be why I get so angry with her I'm like I see everything about myself that I don't like in you you're just copying all my bad behavior and that that's where I'm like, oh, but I feel like the boy doesn't carry that. So then he's like the good one. It's like two two <laughs> north north poles of a magnet. You yes. just push each other away. Yep, yep. Yeah, it is true. I do see. It's so funny because with my son, he has my husband's personality. And with my our first mm-hmm. daughter, she has my personality. So when they are acting out in certain ways, I can immediately tell him, okay, she's doing this because she feels this way. And I know that because she's me. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure you understand him and I see how he yep. reacts. And it's, it's hysterical to, yep. to see that play out. We call him the grumpy old, God love him. I'm not going to talk shit on my own child, but <laughs> he has these moments where I'm like, oh my God, he's like an old man Oh yeah, <laughs> in a six-year-old's body. He has like all these thoughts and opinions and he will sit down yes. and tell you them. That's, that's my daughter. She is so like, we cannot have an adult conversation around her because she's throwing her opinion from the back oh, yeah. seat. I'm like, Olivia, we're having a grown-up conversation right now. She's like, it's my business too. Oh, I'm my like, God. No, it's not, yep. girl. Actually, yep. um, I'd like to ask people this, moms this on my podcast because I feel like I get a different answer every time. So, Stephanie, okay. we're going to start with you. Do you think it's possible after you're a mom to have it all? I think you can have it all, but I don't know that you will like it all. Ooh, I like that. So, I've never heard that version of it. Tell me why. Yeah, because I feel like right now, the where I am, I am trying to have it all. And if I were to write it on paper, I think I have it all according to my, I, you know, idea of having it all. But I'm not like super stoked about it. There's a lot of challenging things right now, and I think. If I had less, I actually probably would be happier. Yeah. So. What, what, I mean, not to get armchair therapist on no, you, but it's like, okay. what is it now? Just because I think that this could probably help some other moms identify. Um, like, what is it now that you would say is the thing that's giving you like the most stress? Cause you're, you're in the early kid, early parenthood right. stage still. Too. I think that um, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do it all. So it could be anything from like making sure I am super involved with the school that my daughter and son are at, um, making sure I have enough time with my friends, enough time with my family, you know, our podcast in our blog I'm trying to put all my effort there but I also work like for like a, a real job um, it's only part-time but I do all of these things and then I still want to have a spotless house at the end of the day so it's hard like I feel like I'm checking off those boxes but like with an angry face so yeah that's actually yeah. a really good point and I, I think that's cause I feel the same way too I mean maybe not the spotless house thing I've really had to let that go but I think that you're you're speaking the language of a lot of moms right now because it does take us stepping back sometimes I went through the same thing recently where I was like I'm gonna choose to not feel like this this anxious this angry this unfulfilled because like what you said I think I got everything I need right now. I've got the kids. Right. Uh, you know, my kids are happy. I've got a 
good husband, you know, and you do have to kind of like dial it down to the basics sometimes and just be grateful for that. Right. And then, but it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Uh, yeah, I actually just started, I joke that my daughter is to blame, but I just started therapy for this. Like, I love therapy. I'm like, I've got to talk to somebody who can like talk me off yes. of a ledge here. Yes. We're big therapy advocates. We, yes. as as in me, the royal <laughs> we here on the show. I always talk about therapy. I love my therapist. I've been seeing her me on too. and off for 10 years. It used to be like things at work that I wanted to kind of talk through with a, with a you know, disinterested or I should say objective party. And now it's parenting stuff or yes. relationship stuff. The biggest irk I have is people who, I sh- I don't want to crap on people, but there are people. There are couples out there who, even after going through parenthood, you only hear the good stuff. And I understand that there are boundaries, and not everyone's a close friend is going to be completely right. honest. But it's hard after having kids, and I I started to surround myself only with people who were giving me like the real deal story Same. because I started to feel like, well, I'm a big screw up, you know, because I'm, you know, feeling this way or whatever. But it goes back to what you guys have, which is surrounding yourself with people who are willing to tell it straight to you. Yeah. I think that's why we work so well because at the end of the day, I know I can call her and say anything I want and there's no judgment. Yeah. Yeah, You don't judge because that's a problem too is it's rare to find someone that you can throw your baggage at. Mm -hmm. They're going to listen and care and not judge you the next Mm -hmm. day when you go to dinner with your husband that you just like, you hated him yesterday about the day before. Yes. Like she's not going to sit there like jerk. Yeah, no, it's, you don't need that mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. You need someone to understand that it's up and down. Yeah. Yep. So I think I think that's a huge thing too because for me, I had a few people in my life where it was like I would see the reality of their relationships and then it was it was faked. It was very faked. Like everything's fine, everything's fine. And um for me, I was like I would find that frustrating because I felt like I had to live up to their standard mm-hmm. of like everything's everything's fine everything is not always fine and that's right. okay and that's normal right. that's, that's totally normal it's, it's okay to not be okay yes 100 percent. yeah yeah I love that idea and it really it, I had to come to terms with the fact I think later on in life that not everybody chooses to share like I do I really had a hard time right. with that because I yeah. remember saying to my husband like well like why doesn't this person open up you know and this is a friend of mine and he's like you have to understand there are people who just don't. don't see the benefit. Yeah. And it was really hard right. for me because I think I'm like you guys where sharing helps me to connect. Right. Yes. But I get, it's just not like that yeah. for everyone apparently, you know, That's and they, they to like to, pre- I really, but listen, this is like literally years yeah. of me like banging right. my head up against while feeling like a bad friend for some of these yeah. people. Like I don't understand. I'm, I'm sharing with her these things that are happening. Why isn't she also opening up? And like, he, it took him like someone not being in the female you know, day-to-day world to right. say, well, maybe did it ever occur to you that it's not you and it's just who she is? And I was right. like, actually. That's really? it. That's one of my recent things that I try to remind myself of is when someone's distant or not themselves, it's not you. 99% of the time, it's not you. It's them and it's something they're dealing with mm-hmm. that they just don't have time for right. yeah. your mess right now. Yeah. Well, I want to hear your thoughts on that too, the having it all question. I think you can have it all in phases. Right. Like this phase in my life with a five-year-old and being a stay-at-home mom, we're home all day. And I mean, my daughter's in pre-K now, but, and having a new baby, I'm not going to have a clean house every day. Mm -hmm. And my husband's cool with that. He gave that up a long time ago. (laughs) But I think I went into the stay-at-home mom world thinking like, this is totally one of those things that you say before you have kids. (laughs) Say and think like, so judgmental. 
Like, oh, you sh- you have all the time in the world to work out. Dinner should be ready I when know. your husband comes home. Why is her house always so dirty? Like, the things you think, like, you have no idea. So I think you can have it all, but in phases. Like, when your kids start getting older and go back to school, you have so much more time to focus mm-hmm. on yourself. Mm-hmm. You can start looking back into career that you can take serious again if you hadn't been. Mm-hmm. Um but for me personally, I can't have it all at once because yeah. I'll go crazy Yeah, trying to balance it all. Yeah. I love that our generation is starting to sort of have that conversation too because there, there was a period, I think, with our parents, especially our moms, who they came out of, you know, being raised by 50s housewives, you know, uh, stay-at-home moms who yep. did the whole domestic yes. goddess thing really well. So they tended to go in the other direction, which was, you know, bring home the bacon and, and fry yeah. it too, the commercial, right. you know. they yep. And so they took on so much. I see my mom today, and I look back on what she did, having thought it was so easy, and now I'm, like, in complete awe. She had a full-time career and right. two kids, and our house was clean. And I say to her, how did you do this? And she's her answer is always like, well, I didn't go like on girls nights like you always do. I said that all <laughs> yep. the time. Yeah. And like, yeah. tell me the last time I went on a trip. I know, yeah. I know but you know, I, right. that's maybe we're striking the balance a little better. Not that right. I believe in balance per se, but, but yeah, they sacrificed right. maybe too much and that's not right. good either. I feel like if you can get some sort of balance, um, you know they say like happy wife happy life Mm -hmm. it's like happy mom happy life like happy family yeah like I have to (laughs) I have to feel some kind of like I'm I'm doing something for the world I understand raising my children is a big deal and that if that's the only thing I contribute to the world that will be fine but I want to feel like I want to feel a little bit more like I'm giving to somebody else except for my children Mm -hmm. so if I feel that way then I'm nicer to them I'm nicer to my husband I'm even nicer to my dog it's like it's a whole mood. Do you feel like the the part-time work and the ability to get out of the house a little bit helps with that? Yes. Yeah. I stayed home for a little while after um, I got pregnant with Dash. I, I thought, let's stay home for the nine months with my daughter that I didn't get to give her in the beginning, and then I'll stay home with Dash. And it was like, I don't know, a year and a half, mm-hmm. and I was like, somebody please ask me to do something. Yeah. I just wanted to get back to work. So then I that's when I went back to work um, part-time, and it's been – a good mix, I think. Yeah, and you're fortunate, too, to be able to do that. I know a lot of women who try to go part-time or try to find right. something that allows them more freedom, and it's just difficult. Right. So you're lucky to be able to do that. My friends always say that. I'm like, I know. I'm never I'm never going to complain about my job. What do you do? Um, I work for a software company, okay. and I just manage their office. Sorry. Um, so it's – and as, as we grow, like, it seems like my job would get busier, but it's getting less busy, so – it's really like I have a lot of freedom. Yeah. And I can awesome. switch my days, my hours. I'm never I miss a pickup at school right. or a drop off. I can go to field trips. I do the PTA stuff. I can do all of that right. and still work. So yeah. it's nice. I love that. Yeah. Ashley, you're in the baby stage right now. Very, yes. very much so. Um, I always like good, like, specific product recommendations for people. So if there are listeners who are just about to have a baby or just had one, um, I know like the market changes yearly. Like there's so much news. It's insane. You probably saw that from your oldest to your youngest. Because there's such an age gap. I was like, what is this thing? This is amazing. What are you living for right now for like baby stuff? Docatot. Docatot. Yeah. That was like, okay. Love it. Tell us what it is for people who don't know. Okay. So... It's kind of like a little, it's it's like a bassinet, like a flat bassinet or. It's kind of like, it's literally a dock 
for a baby. You <laughs> you dock your tots, yes, honey. You do. You do. That's, Where does it go though? On the floor? Um, on the no, bed? I have mine in the bassinet. I cannot co-sleep. Not because I'm against it, because I cannot personally sleep. sleep. Yeah. So I have a bassinet next to my bed. And they're so tiny when they're newborns. Even the bassinet is like yeah, it's giant. this big hole to them. So I put the docketot inside the bassinet, and it's kind of like it's it's like a noodle that like wraps mm-hmm. around them almost. And he sleeps like an angel. Really? I don't even put him to sleep. I lay him in the docketot and I walk away. Stop. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> other, Stop it. Other product recommendation: the Hatch Baby Rest. What is that? It's a sound machine. And you oh. have an app on your phone that you can control oh. it. So you can set um, – it can turn on by itself. You can set a timer. It will turn on and off. Um, it was called the Hatch Baby Rest. I'm Hatch Baby down. Rest. But guys, and by the way, I'll put this in, in show notes too. Um, okay, what else? And then um, the Hatch Baby Grow. It's the changing pad that weighs them. And it keeps track of it on the app on your phone. It connects to Bluetooth. Oh my gosh, they did oh. not have that. I don't Me, think they have I was that. like, I need, I need this stuff. That's <laughs> I amazing. really don't. What do you do with that? Like, send that to your doctor so he can make sure, she can make sure. That, or is it just I get, like, I oh, guess you, you got... could, but I just use it to keep track. Like, right. you know how you're trying to like log everything in the beginning to make yes. sure. And the second time around, I'm finding myself like, oh my gosh, I don't keep track. Like. Eh, eh. Like I used to. No, I don't. I never kept track yeah. of anything, so yeah. I probably well. Wrong. The first one I had like documents, like to the hour, like stop. Yeah, diaper changes, feedings. Oh this, my gosh, no, I don't know. This time I'm like, oh no, how much does he weigh? Wait, how old is he? <laughs> What's your name again? I don't even know my kids' names. I'm like, like I run through all three for every kid all the time. It's so funny. Do you find that like going from you know your oldest to now your baby that you are I mean I'm sure you guys can both vouch for this you're a little more chill and relaxed but like what do you look back on now and laugh at having done with your first how uptight I was about everything like the the schedules and I was never somebody that was like oh we have to go because it's nap time I never let nap schedules and stuff control my life just because being a stay-at-home mom I cannot be confined to home or I would go crazy I have to be out doing stuff so my babies, both of them, learn to nap through Target. So that they has do well with that, yes. like ambient sound. Though, yeah, yeah. Target is soothing, like it, for all of us. <laughs> yeah, mine, it is. Mine loves the blow dry bar. I would just take oh, him. Yes. And so, I mean, I was like going when he when I was pregnant with him too. So I think he already knew the blow dry sound before he even came out of my womb. And then when I would go in the little stroller, you know. He'd just sit there, and the second that the blow dry turned on, his eyes shut. Yes. That's like my dream, to have a child comfortable in a beauty salon. I would never leave. Now, not so much, because he's three, but (laughs) I I went for like a good year, and he slept every single time. What do you look back on and laugh about having done, though? Were you super uptight about anything? Yes, I was was a little bit uptight. Um, My husband would say I'm still uptight, but (laughs) I think... um, Oh, and like the organic food stuff, like the baby food, like... You know what's funny? I'm Did you do that? No, I didn't give her that and the, like my daughter that. But for my son, I was like, oh, he needs the best. <laughs> this is probably where it all began. Experiencing <laughs> <laughs> like, a complex development. I, right? I, <laughs> I, there's no in between with me. Either my child's teacher is probably like, do you have like a hippie nanny that packs her lunch one day and then you the next? Like one day she has a lunchable, the next day she has like everything organic and like it's all about balance. Seriously, right. I and can't. I, I can't commit. I do right. think you have to pick what your thing is as a parent. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you're going to care very much about, like you said, either scheduling the naps or scheduling days right. or acti- or you're going to be an activity mom, and you know, yeah. Monday they have this. And, or, you know, it, because you can't. You, you can't, can't do it all. You can't care that. I mean, you love them, but you can't care about everything. Right. No. Really. No. Yep. 
yeah, most of the time we are, you know, a, a, the pack and try to be as healthy as we can with our first grader. It's, you know, he's like got the whole lunch and everything now, but sometimes it is, it's a lunchable and it's yeah. like a chocolate milk. And I'm like, right. you're judging me. I know you are. Yes. Whoever's mm-hmm. looking at this, I but I can't help it. I know. And I, don't, uh, I don't know. I, I tried the healthy lunches. Let me tell you, I would put carrots and apple. Hummus. Oh, my kid doesn't eat vegetables. She would take, she would take everything else that I packed and she would leave all the healthy stuff every single day. I'm like, I, I just wasted a week worth of carrots. Yeah. Because she's not going to eat it anyway. So now I don't even send it. Yeah. yeah. Forget it. Yeah. I, there's so much you learn too to like change or, or invest right. or inve- yeah. what to invest your time in, I guess. But um, I love to hear that other parents are like yeah, kind of up and down mm-hmm. with this. Because For real. So one week we're on, the next week it's like, listen. I have to drink my coffee before I pack your lunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you get whatever I throw in there from the pantry. So I want to talk about your podcast, guys, because yes. I have been – well, I mean, I've been listening on and off for a while because I feel like I found you on Instagram. Maybe. You frequently yes. stalk my podcast guests, by the way. So this is not <laughs> – well, well, we stalk you Well, we stalk you, so. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, how much should I tell them I really know about their lives? Um, but <laughs> you guys, you have a really – you've got a community, I would say, like the, the interaction that I see you having on your Instagram page and on Facebook I mean, you have women who are like that's got to feel good to know that your show has like built up a nice following and that you're actually connecting with moms like what's the thing you hear most frequently about topics that people want you to cover or things that they love hearing you guys kind of dish about I think kind of what we're speaking about right now is the thing we hear most is we they say we love that you're real that you don't sugarcoat it and um the whole it's not easy and it's okay to say that it's not easy mm-hmm. um I feel like we do have like probably a lot of stay-at-home moms that listen and they just need something to do like a few of my girlfriends that listen they have they set their their sisters and they sit up together with their kids like during nap time and they listen to the podcast and then they laugh out loud because it's like yep I can relate to that like oh your kid has poop issues my kid has poop issues oh so it's just kind of like yeah Yeah. I think and we've been saying for years like I said we've known each other for 10 years now yeah. And we've been saying for years, like, we have to do something. Like, we both just had this pull, I guess, to, like, what are we going to do? We right. have to do something. What is it going to be opening a business together? Is it going to be something mom-related? It always came back to that. Yes. So then we're like, why don't we do a podcast where we can record our conversations mm-hmm. that we have all the time? It's awesome. Because we talk about this right. stuff anyway. And are you really in your closet, Stephanie, when yes. you do this? You really are. Yes. It's got really good soundproofing because, in there. Uh, well, I, I did. My husband built a really fancy, beautiful office for me, and I like to sit in it. But Same to thing. record, I feel like we're always recording on a Tuesday morning, and that happens to be my neighbor's yard day. Oh. So I'm like, oh, there's the lawnmower again. So I, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a choice. I have to go to the closet if I want to get quiet. It sounds really good. Yeah. Right. Do your kids barge in, or do they know? Like, I work for my closet, and I had my mm-hmm. my son run in one time naked on a Facebook Live. And I was like, well, <laughs> that'll never happen again. But, I mean, do they That's know awesome. that this is, like, mom's time? Yes. We bribe them. Yes. Like and last time last time That's I amazing. think the girls ate like ten Publix cookies. Oh I, yes. I brought a thing of them and they were like, Can we have another cookie? We're like, Yes, go away. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Yeah, that that does work. And they do know, like, if we're in the closet, it's like don't bother mommy, but then they know we're not coming out either. So then that's yeah. when they get in trouble. We come yeah. out and there's like a fort that looks like a hurricane just yeah. came into our They set up room. a picnic last time with like 
every snack from the kitchen yeah, in oh her bedroom. Gosh. But we also use it against them. They have a YouTube page that we let them do. Oh, that's cute. The, yes. the girls together. So we're like, you guys are, they call it their podcast. Yeah, that's adorable. <laughs> What's the name? Go ahead and plug it if you want. Well, I mean, if you, it's, or it's do you not, not want to? Like, no, I don't mind it. What if? It's, if you don't want to, I, I know. No, it's okay. Pillow talk but because it's Olivia and Kira. The name on, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it was more of like a fun thing. It's, for them. it's for fun because they love it and they're not allowed to watch YouTube anymore. Right. So I, we can we talk so they about can watch yes, their videos. We can. Okay. Oh, that's good. Because yeah. I need to do that because I made the mistake of letting my daughter, who is about to turn five, watch. We call it Big Kid YouTube, mm-hmm. and the the shit that comes up on it's that, bad. It, it's and it's so it's like. Like pregnant Elsa, yes, and, like, I, or like the superheroes that like run around the house and like mime things and like eat cereal and roll around on the couch. And these are grown ass people. That's yes. what gets me. I'm like, you're a creep, and, and then wh- acting like babies with pacifiers yes. in your mouth. Yes, yes. and the yes. the thing that did it for me was this is the day that I was like. Okay, we're done. Because I'm not going to lie, I let my daughter use a tablet. I feel like she was yes. learned a lot. As long as you do it mm-hmm. however it works for you guys and you pay attention and you're aware, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's a bad thing. But we got too deep into YouTube. I started like – it was yeah. easy. It was When we started the podcast and I was pregnant, I'd be like, sure, go go ahead. Just like stay quiet. You can watch YouTube. But then – it. It just turned into a black it does. hole. It really, it really gets ugly quickly. Yes. And I think a lot of moms that I talk to have said the same thing. In the beginning, it feels innocuous and harmless. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you turn the corner and there are grown people acting strangely. The video that got me was Spider-Man and Elsa rolling on a beach making out. Oh, my <gasps> God. I was like, what is this? I like, oh gr- she's like, gosh. mommy, are these real people or are they characters? I'm like, Oh my God! This How did is, you even answer that? Were you I, like, Ugh. I was like, no, they're weirdos, is what they are. Yeah. <laughs> and then conveniently, Momo came. Oh God! Did yes. you see that? Oh, we know all about Momo in the yes. house. Yes. So I, I showed her. Oh my God! That's so smart. Am I a bad parent for she saying had, that? She had never seen it. Thank God. But I wanted to know if she did because. I heard that these videos, this Momo character was telling them, don't tell your parents or oh my God. whatever. So yes. I was like, I just showed her a picture and I was like, have you ever seen this? And she was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, me. okay, well, Momo ruined every YouTube video. That's- She's in every single one and YouTube is ruined. She's like, even our videos? I'm like, no, yours are safe. We, sa- <laughs> we saved them. So she thinks like she'll see a kid watching YouTube and she's like, Oh my goodness! Like they don't even know what's about to happen. They're gonna see Momo, and their life's over. (laughs) Momo was terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, for an adult, I can only imagine what a child would think. I think I may steal that tactic though, because we've tried just about everything. So did I. And then Patrick was like, "My husband." He's like, "Why would you show her that?" And I'm like, "It worked, didn't it?" She does. She wants nothing to do with YouTube. She's not seeing Spider-Man make out on a beach anymore. Seriously. Mine was uh, singing the Spice Girls out of nowhere. And I don't really – I like the Spice Girls, but she was singing, like, not the good parts of the songs. I can't remember exactly which one. I'm like, what? I'm like, how do you know that? And she's like, I saw that on my tablet. I'm like, yeah, so we probably shouldn't watch that. That's (laughs) not good. And she was singing Barbie Girl. Oh, yes. The part about, you know, uh, you can – Brush my hair, undress me anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know what? I was like, these songs that we would listen to as you know, younger kids. I'm like, why did our parents let us listen to this kind of stuff? It's actually really, really creepy. I know. The only thing I can hope for is they like don't understand. That's another thing. Is like, where is where do you draw the line? Like, 
you can be too uptight mm-hmm. where your child hides everything from you. That's, that's true. That's my biggest thing I in know. parenting. I'm like, where do I find – okay, she's in pre-K, and she comes home every day telling me who has a crush on who now. Oh, yeah, In that my starts. brain, I'm like, we don't do that. Like, you're five. You don't need – in my head, that's what I'm saying. And I have said it to her before. And then when I asked her one day, because other moms were talking about it, she wouldn't tell me. So I had to – undo that Mm -hmm. and now she gets in the car every day and she's like this one has a crush on this one and can you believe he said he had a crush on me yesterday and now today he does it and I'm like oh you guys are so silly and then just (laughs) drop it you know I do that is a really interesting point though because there are parents that I've noticed who are the type to just kind of push it away no no let's not talk about this and there are parents who are just blatantly honest and I guess the there's some sweet spot in the middle there I fall toward the more blatantly honest side like we they know things about, you know, like we, we use correct words for body same, parts. Same. Mm-hmm. Then they scream it out in Target. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, but rather them know the, 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 yeah. the correct terminology. But it is really tough because stuff like that does start early and you yeah. don't want to play into but the drama. But then I was flash forwarding when I was like, who do you have a crush on, Olivia? And she was like, no one. Like, and I can no. tell she's lying. Right. At that time, she'll tell me now uh, – more than I want to know. Yeah. But at that time, I was like, yes, you do. But it was I was flashing forward to her being 15 yeah. and not telling me anything and being like, shut up, stop asking me questions. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, yeah. we need to like – pave this road now yeah yeah I think I think this the foundation is laid early for this kind of stuff I'm obviously not a parenting expert I don't believe in parenting experts either by the way sorry if you wrote a parenting book (laughs) um there are some tactics I think in general that are that tend to work better for helping kids understand feelings or express feelings and I guess if I were to like pick a term I'm definitely more of like a gentle parenting there's actually one site and I'm not going to remember it because I'm on the spot. But anyway, it writes all about gentle parenting and just the idea of communication, which I think right. is like the broad yeah. sort of approach that I take to parenting. But there is no specific answer to this. No. It's just feeling out how much you think your kid is going to open up and then just right. sort of tiptoeing it around, you know. Yep. And you have a daughter who's in kindergarten. Yeah, she's in kindergarten. And have you yeah. noticed, like, what's the big thing since she's been coming home Tell her about school? the teacher. Say, well. Oh, are we going <laughs> to talk? I don't know if I can say that out loud. No, it's, oh, it's no. not bad. We no, don't want to get you in how trouble. How hot her teacher is? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, don't, don't post this. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh, God. That's you hysterical. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Everyone's like, can I volunteer in your class? I'm like, nope. No. Class mom right here. Wait, she she found out after... Was it at like parent orientation that the teacher was a male? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. my gosh. I watched, do you watch the show? I'm sorry. It's hysterical. No. It's, it's on Netflix. It's a I just TV. saw it the other day. Okay. She has this whole thing. Her daughter is going to kindergarten and her teacher ends up being this like, he's like in his 40s or 50s, like right. this balding, strange looking man. And she's like, ooh, you're a kindergarten teacher? But like same kind of. Yes. What was your thought toward that? And again, this is like, you know, not yeah. a negative no, thing. No, no. But- Before I. I know this is terrible, but before I saw him, I was like, what creep wants to teach kindergarten? Like, are you kidding me? And I I didn't say this to her, but I thought, oh my gosh, she's only ever had like preschool teachers that were female and they were always like warm and loving Mm -hmm. and motherly, you know, yeah, like when she would hug them all the time. And if a male teacher is like lovingly, like, can you not? Right, it's weird. That's don't come near my kid. I will actually shoot you. Yeah, (laughs) I I will break your neck. That was exaggeration, people. Okay, don't use this in a court of law. Yeah, when I I first, I had like a text message from somebody that said, Mr., because all it said was his name. Now I don't want to say his name, but yeah, yeah, um, 
And I was like, oh, it, it's a male. Oh, it's so, okay. But my daughter, I know she's like me. If she were to walk into that open orientation or whatever and saw a man, she would have shut down or she would have said her feelings and it would have been embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to tell her ahead of time. And I was like, oh, your teacher, um, whatever. And I said, mister. And she was like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, you have a boy teacher. And she was like, ew. <laughs> ew, that's gross. And I was like, no, no. I was like, you know, the, te- the boy teachers are the most fun teachers. They're funny. They're going to do jokes with you. Mm-hmm. And, and she was kind of like, uh, whatever. But then she met him, and she was fine. And right. actually, he, he's, like, awesome. And he's really good with the kids, and she loves it now. But um, That was, like, first week of kindergarten. We're like, why? I, she called me, and she's like, it's that. a male. Why? That's so weird. We stalked him on Facebook. I feel bad now. I know. No, I, I mean, totally I, listen, him. I don't think, yeah. And of course, you know now that he's a, you know, seemingly good yeah. guy. But I do think a lot of parents would have had that reaction. So I don't think that's out right. of the ordinary to be like, just, it's just different it than was, what normally. It was honestly, my reaction was her reaction too. Right. It was like, we're just so used to female teachers right. and that loving whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's Especially at a different. young age. It's not in high school, you right. have like a right. history teacher that's a man. I laugh mm-hmm. because. M- my husband probably wouldn't even want to be around our own children for eight hours a day straight in a yeah. classroom. And I'm like, these must be superhuman yeah. men. He doesn't have kids yet, does he? No. And oh, that's, that's actually, prob- that was my husband's response when I said, I, I mean, was like, he loves can you them, believe this? She has a male teacher. And he was like, why does he want to be with a bunch of kindergartners today? And I was like, that's not what I was thinking. But <laughs> but it's going well. It's going well. Yeah. She loves, She I, I always say she was born for elementary school. She thinks she's, she's like, gotcha A big girl. Now. That's she awesome. She came home. I mean, immediately and was like, so-and-so is friends with so-and-so. I sit next to this person. That person went home with a yellow. I have a green. Like, she has the social game down, like, packed. I'm like, so did you learn your sight words today? What's that? Oh, my God. (laughs) She's not going to, like, maybe excel educationally, but socially she's right up there. That is so funny to see. And that's another thing I do think comes out early. Like, I can already – you can see how your kids interact at this age and understand, like, what their challenges or strengths are going to be just by seeing immediately how they go into a classroom setting and how they act. My three-year-old is already learning Kira's Mm -hmm. sight words and she can't get them all, but he's like nailing it. And, but if I like say anything about friends, he's like, huh? Like he doesn't care about the social thing, but she's just like all about it. Every Friday I pick her up. There's this little group of girls, the same one every time. And she was like, mommy, um, Lily and Maddie and Emma and I, we put our heads together and we made a plan for tonight. We're going to have a sleepover at Emma's house. Next time it's going to be at Maddie's because she has bunk beds. But oh this time, gosh. and then they have a whole plan. And and she tells me like word for word their conversation. And she says, Emma and I were just standing there just staring at them while they were fighting over this. <laughs> oh, but my then gosh. And she's very detailed. But if I ask her, like I said, anything about the school day, the workload, it's like, Spanish to her. She well, you know, know what? It. At least you know she's going to love school. Right. You know what I mean? That's good. And she yeah. wants to go. Every day she wants to go. So. Do you ever it's miss nice. the baby stuff? I, I like to ask my, my friends mm-hmm. who are like having kids go into school. Because right. When I see Austin, her baby, yes. I'm yeah. like, I want him. He's so yeah. cute. And he can't talk back. And he's smiling. Oh, no. and, you know, it's just really cute. But I don't know. I, I don't think I could go back. Like the sleep deprivation, that really did a number on me. So I, I can't do that. Did you guys do sleep training at all? I know that's a controversial oh, yes. topic. Did it work? She yes. actually hired I had to hire somebody. And I, like, I always tell all my friends now, I am a sleep training expert. If yeah. anybody needs advice, <laughs> I hired somebody to come in. And they don't do the nighttime with you. They mm-hmm. just come and teach you how to do it. Okay. So, which 
there were a lot of things I didn't realize that I was doing wrong. Like the timing of his sleeping is, I did this for my second child, the timing, um, how much sleep he needs. And I kept saying, he's not ready for bed because he's wired at the end of the night. And she explained to me like everything that has to do with cortisol levels. And once you reach a certain time and his just happened to be like 7.30, if he's not asleep by 7.30, they pop right. They, yeah. He's like wired and it's because like, his cortisol spiked mm -hmm. and it's actually bad for his brain growth. And, you know, so all these things I didn't know, I thought, I just want to like spoil him, but right. really I was hurting him by not putting him to sleep. So, um, and his speech was delayed. As soon as we started putting him to sleep on time, I noticed a big difference in his speech, um, everything, overall his behavior. So you're a believer in yes. this. Yes, so it took me 18 months though, like 18 months of him sleeping in my room, most of the time in my bed with yeah. me, which I don't, I actually, I love sleeping with them. So it was hard for me to yes. give that up but I needed him to sleep through the night. So I did that. It took him a week, not even, like it was a few days, but fully a week to be bath at 6, mm -hmm. 6.30. We do our little routine in the bed by 7, and he was asleep all night, and he'd wake up at like 7 a.m. It was crazy. And it then sounds like a fairy tale. It took me like two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I was still awake every night well, all sure, night. Because you're like, what's going to happen? Yeah. But he's he was sleeping. great. And they sleep well, and perfect. then you go in and check if they're breathing. Like the when my two-year-old yeah. started sleeping through the night, I don't know, like two months ago. <laughs> I'm not a good example. But um, I, I would go in there and I was like, I yes. just have to check because this is she's never done this before. Right. It's That can only also be disconcerting. But did yeah. you do the sleep training too, Ashley? I did, did not like do it? that. I didn't do it that legit. I did a lot of research on different methods mm -hmm. and kind of – Combine some, together. yeah. Mm -hmm. The main one was the Ferber method. I don't know if you've ever yes. heard of that. Mm -hmm. Our pediatrician actually recommended That's what it. We used. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I liked that it was like gentle. It's not just like cry, go in your bed and mm -hmm. scream. They'll fall asleep. Um, I did that with my first, and I realized that it really focuses on routine, not schedule. Yes, there's a difference between routine and schedule. Mm -hmm. um, you might not be home at seven thirty every single night. But if you keep the same routine, they will easily fall into where they need to be. Like, we travel to New York a lot because that's where all my family's from. So schedules get way thrown off. But the routine stays the same. Mm -hmm. Like, as far as bath, book, pajamas, knockout. And you notice even when you're out of your element or out of your regular environment because that routine is in yes. place, they still yes, fall that's, asleep. They just know, like, yep. it's bedtime. Same for yeah. us. We take the same stuffed animals, the same books, everything, every time we travel. And we just do the same thing, put them in the pack and play. Yeah. This is so like, nice. I, it's crazy. I'm just, I'm, all these scenes are flashing in my head right now of like <laughs> the disasters that we've had on trips or, you know, this all sounds very smart. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh my goodness, how's he sleeping? Are you exhausted? I actually am tired because I went from sleeping full, my daughter's five, like right. she sleeps. But even though my baby is sleeping, I'm still waking up 10 times a night, like you said, mm -hmm. making sure he's breathing. Like right, he's right, right next to me, but he's still so small. I'm like, I can't believe you sleep like this. Yep. So I'm always like putting my hand on his chest, like, are you alive? Yep. Okay. I know. <laughs> it's it's true. I mean, sometimes you, you look at the monitor and you can't really tell because it's like, yeah, they're, you're like, okay, oh my God, I got, I'll be, I'm all, we're watching Netflix all the time and I'm like, I'll be right back. Just hit pause. I just want to make sure. That's what I do too because <laughs> I'll put him in my room and then I'll go out to the living room to watch TV for a little bit and then I keep getting up like tiptoeing in the room to make sure he's, uh, he's okay and um, I almost went for the outlet monitor. Yeah, that's the little thing that monitors their heartbeat yes, and, their and their oxygen levels. And their oxygen levels, but okay. I heard that people would have like false um, alarms sometimes. 
And I just felt like it would make me so obsessive right. over like right. Uh, his oxygen levels are low. Like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I can, can see that. I can. I but I, I would totally do that if your baby maybe had some health issues or something like that. Hundred percent. What yeah. What's your best advice for people going from one to two kids? You guys could both speak oh, to this. Oh, we just did a whole podcast on that. Yes. Yes. I for saw me, that. the age gap is ideal for me. You like the distance. I between do the kids. because of my scenario. I think it really depends on your situation, your scenario what you have available to you as resources as far as help because let's face it we need it Mm -hmm. um my family including my mom who is like an angel when she comes to visit they're all in new york so i'm on my own here it's just me and my husband as far as caring for our kids um so for me having two in diapers and all that i was like no. You knew what your limits were, yes, which was exactly. smart. Yeah. For me, no. Like, I would have friends that would be like, doesn't this give you baby fever? I'm like, no, because I'm looking <laughs> at, like, the diapers, and then you're potty training that one. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. But now my daughter is old enough to understand. She might not like it all the time. She deals with the emotional side of it because she's old enough to know I don't have the same time I used to. Mm-hmm. So she gets very emotional and sensitive, but she also understands, like, we will go outside and play in 20 minutes. I'll set a timer and after I'm done with this. And can you go get his pacifier? Can you? She's and she'll a, do that if yes, you ask her. She's amazing. She's a runner right now. I, <laughs> sometimes I have to like dial it back. Like stop. She's not your slave. You got to chill out. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, yeah. She's, I know. But um, yeah, I for me, the age gap is a big uh, help with the transition. Like mm-hmm. I said, she's super emotional and sometimes I see she ha- she even said once, I don't I don't want to keep him. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> how how many weeks in was this? She this was probably like I think this was around like six weeks. Oh We're at gosh. ten weeks now. Like wait, he's here to stay. I think she wow. realized like oh he's not leaving and he's not fun. He doesn't do anything. She's like I can't even play with him. Oh, that'll change like, in a couple months. And she was like I prayed for a girl and I got set a boy. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like me too, my, girl. Yes, <laughs> Boys are the sweetest. I have they to say, are. I was oh, I love it. just floored by I, the love, this very unique love you can have for your for a son and for yeah. a baby. Because I was something. in a girl family growing up, and we were very, you know, I, I was, was used convinced to that. I was going to have another girl. And the day I found out I was having a boy, I was at her house. We Did you cry? recording a podcast Almost. in the the, I wish the, I was recording. I, I know, I know. Then the nurse that called me was like, do you want to, are you hoping for a boy or a girl? And I was like, a girl. And she was like, what do you have? I'm like, a girl. Just because that's what I knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is my jam. I'm a girl mom. And then uh, she's like, oh, well, it's a boy. And I was like, no. And she's well, like, you can cry if you want to. And I was yeah. like, I got to go. You know what? <laughs> I do want to say for the record, because I felt like a really crappy person, you can cry. I, cr- yeah. I, I love my son more than any living thing on earth all of them but I cried yeah I cried and too. I felt like a real asshole yeah but I cried and you know what you're not a jerk ladies if you have a gender preference yep. that no because it's be- scary it's scary and it's that's what it comes from unknown. it's just a fear that same I was like I don't know what to do with a boy with a girl I got it yes. I can do this I yes. know what to expect yes. I know her personality even though it probably wouldn't have been the same but it's sure, just but still the confidence that comes behind it's the same yeah. And then with a boy, I was like, Ugh. I felt like a, a first-time mom all over again. I was like, I well, don't, it's different. Yeah, I don't know what to do, but he is so he's so cool. He's yeah. just he's so chill and 
This reminds me, though, when you said it's okay to cry, because I feel like there's, like, a little bit of a stigma about all of that, like, expectations versus reality. And so, for instance, when they said I was having a boy, I cried. My husband was embarrassed, and I was like, <laughs> I'm mad. Like, I want a girl. And then also when he was born, it was, like, right around, like, the big Zika time. Yes. So, um, oh, my gosh, this when is he, hilarious. He was big. He was almost 10 pounds. And I had a C-section, and they brought him out. And the first thing I see is him, and he's got these big, huge shoulders, but his head was, like, tiny, tiny. Mm. And I was like, he has Zika! Like, that's the first thing I said when I saw my son. And my husband was pissed. He's like, can you enjoy the birth of your child? And I was like, no, somebody take him. He has Zika. And I was like, I wanted him to get tested. Yeah, like that's a real I don't want to hold him. Just get him fixed. He has a small head. Something's wrong. And my husband (laughs) will still, like, say to this day, like, you have like you weren't even excited like that's not the right response. You I'm know like, what? what is the right response? There's no worried. right response, and that's a protective mother's response. Yeah, as a mom hearing that, yeah, I completely you were, understand. You were scared. That you want you were scared. Yes, and you wanted to make sure things were fine, right. and if they weren't, get them fixed. And because you also, you spend nine months like oh my gosh, just like praying yes, everything's okay. Right. They have ten fingers, ten toes. Not that there's way bigger issues than that out right. there, but those are the little things you focus on, and then like that moment is like okay i can breathe and both my kids honestly came out pretty ugly like i i was like (laughs) this sucks like what the heck i I love they're all smushed same but i was like all smushed i thought i was gonna get this perfectly cute like tanned baby and it's like and my my husband was like i think his expectation of me was like what the hell like are you really a mom i know i don't know i I thought i was gonna be so more like so much more nurturing and like maternal and i was like what is this like this is not what i planned for and then the birth story like i'm like forget that like Everything that I thought mothering would be is the p- complete opposite. Throw it out the window. And that's okay. It I is think okay. you're right. And I didn't, I don't feel like a bad mom saying this. I didn't cry with the birth of my first two children. I did. Because I was a little I scared. Yeah. I had an emergency C section. I was shaking like a leaf and yeah. fall for my first one. I mean, I was, I, I mean, I teared up a little, but it wasn't the Hallmark movie of oh, my baby. No, it was not. The second one was a V-back, so I had to push her for hours and hours and hours, Ugh. and it was a f- sense of relief, so it wasn't right. tears. I only cried with my third because I already knew what it was to love yeah. another person. You could probably focus on that. I could, and I, I didn't understand. You have your first baby. You don't understand what a right. mother's love just is just because someone hands you right. a baby. I mean, sure, that's part of it, but that love grows. That capacity to love grows. Yes. And I think the reason I was so emotional with our third was because I finally, I felt it. I understood it. Yep. But same thing, like, you know, and you should not feel guilty if you right. don't. Yeah. You know, you see these pictures floating around um, Instagram or Facebook and they go viral and it's like the sobbing mom, you know, with her like baby on her chest with the yes. cord still, you know, attached. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, it's, and it's beautiful. It's wonderful if that's right. someone's experience. It was just not, it's not it everyone's not mine. experience. No. Right. Yeah. Instead, I, my husband accidentally sent pictures of me like, getting stitched up to my mother-in-law. And oh, my gosh. I was like, that's I was hysterical. I was like, thanks. <laughs> well, like, why are you even documenting this? I don't want to look back on that. And that's the fact that you accidentally texted that. Like, I, was it, like, very much in focus? Like, could you see? No, or it was, like, the from the side angle. Oh but, like... Why was he even taking a picture of that? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want that documented. I don't need that in my memory. Yeah. I won't forget that it. That is one thing I regret, though. I wish I would have had a photographer Same. in, you know, because... Me too. You know, you're with your partner, and they're consumed in the moment, too. Yep. So my I first... Do. Uh, I don't even remember half of it because I was I had so many problems with her that I was pretty drugged up by the time I got to, like, the C-section. And I don't even remember, like, it's so strange, and I always talk like I have to like relay on stories from my husband like what 
like I don't know like it was just it was crazy so I wish I had I the only pictures I have are from like the ICU and they're yeah. horrible pictures and they're yeah. not good so I yeah but that was like bringing it back to like expectations versus reality that's what I'm learning in therapy right now is that I had a plan for my life and when it didn't go the way I wanted it to as far as like my birth plan my everything mm-hmm. my it, like creates anxiety it's like a trauma almost mm-hmm. and it creates anxiety which turns into anger which turns into mom guilt which right. turns, like it's a whole cycle it's a beast let yeah. me ask yeah. you this um I, I had an emergency c-section too with my first it was 34 hours of labor and then that um, I personally really had to talk it through afterward. I mourned the the lack or the loss of my birth plan or yes. what I perceived to be like a good birth. Um, did you feel that same way? And how did, did you address that? I felt super cheated. Like it was like, this isn't fair. It's not like I didn't choose this. I honestly felt a little resentment toward my doctors at the time. Yeah. And I just was, I wasn't good. And, and I didn't realize it right away. Um, I spent a month in the hospital and my daughter was already home. Oh my so gosh. she was perfectly fine and she went home with my mother-in-law. And so I was like pissed that I had the whatever problem and all, all at the same time grateful that I was alive because I almost died. So it was like... what? Can you give us the short version of what yeah, happened Yeah, just uh, an, my uterine artery was cut during the C-section and they didn't realize it. So Like your worst fear going into a C-section. Yeah, so they then they you know glued me back up and sent me to recovery and I bled my entire body's worth out inside the recovery room. Oh and my gosh. There was a moment where I'm laying on the table and they like had just moved me over and the things are beeping and going crazy. And then my doctor comes in and she looks very confused and kind of helpless. And Jared, my husband Jared was like, uh, what's going on? And I remember like thinking I can't really speak right now. I felt like woozy. And then they're like, cardiologist, cardiologist. Like everyone's screaming and running around. And all I remember thinking was like, just stay calm. You're not going to die. If you stay calm, if you breathe, you will not die today. You have a baby. You will not die. I like, kept saying that oh over and over, gosh. and then I blacked out. I and then, chills. like, literally, like, the next month, I don't even really remember much of it. I was so, like, drugged up and in surgeries. And so I felt super cheated. Like, I didn't get this beautiful birth. And then I didn't even get to spend time with my daughter. The first time I saw her, like, remembering, I, they showed me her in the delivery room. But the first time I saw her was on Facebook. Oh my Somebody God. posted her picture, Stop and I was me. in the ICU on my phone, and I saw her picture on Facebook. And then they let me FaceTime with her from the nursery because she wasn't allowed in my room. Why it was, was that? I, that? I still don't really know. I, I, I don't know. They had Everybody was wearing, like, weird outfits, too. I don't really know. But so I, I felt like that's not fair. Like, I didn't get to bond with her right away. And then my mother-in-law took her home, you know, to take care of her while I stayed in the hospital. And my husband stayed with me every single night. Like, oh he was a trooper. But when I got back, I felt like I don't even know my own child, and I didn't feel that lovey-dovey connecting, and I felt like everybody else was like, oh, I love them the moment I saw them, and it's like, I don't even know her. Like, it was really hard. So I felt really, I, it took a long time to get over that, and I didn't actually realize it was affecting me years mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. And then I got into therapy, and they said, yeah, like, that's a trauma. That's a trauma. That's and a huge that, trauma. that, you know, might be some of the reasons why her and I sometimes have our issues. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we we fight a lot. You know, my five, I feel weird <laughs> saying that she's five, but we do no, fight a lot. No, any yeah. parent understands that. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. your, par- your kids can get your, on your nerves. There's like a little no bit of a disconnection can. sometimes, and where, I like, we don't understand each other, and the therapist that I spoke with said that our bodies sometimes remember like, okay, this child gave me a hard time and this child did not. So then your connection is a little bit different. It wasn't until I had been home for like 
two or three weeks and I was able to pick out Kira's outfit and change her myself, that was the day. I, I won't forget it. It was the day that I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. Mm -hmm. She's like, yours. This is my baby. This is like really cool. And then it was, you know, progressively better from there. But. I think this is so important. And, and thank you, by yeah. the way, for sharing that so yeah. openly because there are so many different ways we bring our babies into the world. And it's it's good to hear that, you know, you can come through that and also that you right. can look back and work with someone on ways to, to get over it. I think mm -hmm. the care, and we've talked about this on this podcast quite a bit, but the care is so lacking for women after having children. 100%. And 100%. Yeah, you know, we focus on the baby's growth and how much do they weigh and are they mm -hmm. making the right mm -hmm. color poops. And it, just <laughs> your story and to a lesser extent, anyone else who's who's had a different birth is so emblematic of, of the journey that we are often doing alone. So, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that you are now asking for help and you have good friends to talk these things through, I really feel like you right. probably made a ton of people feel like a little less yeah. alone, yeah. which is huge. I, I felt um, it took me a little while to talk about it with people. And then I realized, wow, other people have gone through similar situations that made me feel better. Mm -hmm. And it also helped having a second child. Right. So I had an amazing doctor for the second one, too. I almost didn't make it to two because I was just too scared. Right. But um, going into having the second one, I was like, just everything seemed so much more easy. Like, mm -hmm. such so much easier for me for mentally, physically, everything. And you built it up in your head, I'm sure, because I struggled mm -hmm. with that, too. Built up having the second one. After yeah. what you went through, like you're going to build it up like what if this happens again what if right. it, it can't be good like it's childbirth there's right. nothing fun about it i always mm. said like i cheated death one time is yeah. it selfish of me to try to have another baby and you know ultimately ultimately it was um you know wasn't something like a genetically wrong with me or something like that it was, it was a, mistake. a mistake yeah that can be prevented so right. um that's why i chose to have another child but and then I always said I would have like 10 kids. No way. No. It was way too hard. You're good at too two. much work. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm done. During the C-section, I was like, you know, chop them <laughs> out, whatever you have to do, burn them. Wrap it up. I'm <laughs> Tie them, whatever. Make sure it never happens again. Yeah. My yeah, cousin yeah. actually called me last night. She's due in December. And she was like, help. I got this paper at the doctor. This It says birth plan. There's so much on this. What do uh, I do? And I was like, rip, rip it, it up. up. I know. I did. Rip I was like, it rip it up and throw it away. It's I was like, get the word plan out of your mind. I know. Mm -hmm. It was like, the only thing you need to know is if you want an epidural or you do not. Mm -hmm. If you do, make it known. Mm -hmm. If not, make it known. Other than that, you have no control. Yep. yep. <laughs> I did a whole blog post on that a while back from you could just Google it if you search my name and birth plan. But the same thing, I, it, you know, you can set parameters and you but you shouldn't have right specific right. expectations right. I, I say that there unprepared. are women who have achieved everything they I don't say achieved because that sounds like the result you get is proportional right. to the work you put in and that's not it so you're not you know you're not a bad mom if you don't get what you want but I say there are things you can try like to decide like do you want music or do you want to right. how long do you want to wait for the epidural or do you want to learn some breathing techniques like I did mm -hmm. hypnobirthing yeah um which yep. I'm like I, I'm a little crunchy of a person, and my husband <laughs> laughed so hard at me when I dragged him <laughs> to that class. But those kinds of things, things that you can bring in with you as your, like, little right. toolkit, but then you're right. It's just like... Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I told her. And I was, like, going in, being your first child, you might say... Um, don't leave my side to your husband. But mm -hmm. in the moment, you might be like, if you breathe near me, I will kill you. Right. It You right. don't know. And every single birth is different. The first time, you might want your husband there. The second time, you might be like, give me some space. Mm -hmm. Or your mom. 
it just I was like you just literally play it on how you feel in the moment and just have a voice. Was the second birth for you a little less like um, eventful? Yes, or it was so much was easier. The okay. first one, my daughter was nine pounds. It like scarred me <laughs> for life. Um, it was forty something hours. I was pushing for four and a half hours. Oh. I was like on I was on oxygen and they were like you you can't stop and I was like I have like I don't have a choice I'm I'm not stopping on purpose I like I can't even breathe right now um and it almost resulted in a c-section the doctor came in and was like it looks like a dent puller for a car that he pulled out of his pocket and he was like this is the suction he's like I can attempt this but if it doesn't work we're going straight to c-section and I was like, no, I, because I was so scared of a C-section. Right. And at that point, I'm, I've already, I'm not recovering from both. She's right there. Right. So um, I was like, let me try again. So I tried, and he just made the call and pulled the – He sucked her out. Yeah, he – Did she have a little cone head for a while or She no? did, yes. <laughs> yep. so cute. Um, and I would have cried about that. That would have freaked me out. <laughs> it goes right back into place, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, I, did, I was like, whatever. So At that point, I was like, whatever, she's out. Like, I was hyperventilating. I didn't cry because I was like, oh, my well, gosh, You have energy over. to spend on yeah, crying, Yeah, I was like, it's over. Um, and then the second time, they were telling me he was going to be huge. So I was so scared. Like, that brought back, like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so bad. And I almost signed up for a C-section to avoid what I went through last time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that. I don't want an emergency C-section. That's what I'm scared of. I've heard her stories mm-hmm. and other people's scary stories. So I was like, I, part of me was like, if I plan it, then I have some power and some mm-hmm. control over what happens. We never have power or control. Mm-hmm. I decided with my husband that night, the next day at my doctor's appointment, we would tell her, we're going to do a C-section. Let's do the planned C-section and avoid the craziness. And then the next day, my water broke at my friend's house, and I went into labor two weeks early. Oh, my gosh. Now, yes. if that's not fate or God yes. at work. I know. I was like, and um, it was I'm. much easier on you, right? Was, yes, like so much easier. And-, and I'm a part of a mom's group um, through Northland Church. It's called Moms for Moms. And we have, like, a table of 10 women, and I was texting them, like, you guys, I'm, like, really fearful. I'm anxious. Just say a prayer for, like, clarity because I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, crying in the nursery. Like, I I quit. I Like, can we reverse this? I don't want to do this. I'm scared. And the next day my water broke, and I was like, thank you. There's your answer. And it was so much more calm and – And quick. Yes. Uh, it No. It wasn't quick. I only pushed for two hours. uh, Okay. Rather than the four and a half. So you cut it in half. Now, if you have a third, it'll be like, oh, she'll just tap dance right out. I can't do pregnancy. Pregnancy is like, I will, I will be honest, I hate being pregnant. Really? Did you like being pregnant, Stephanie? I I loved being pregnant. Yeah, Yeah. I kind of did. I just like that they were with me all the time and I didn't have to do anything. That part is much easier, (laughs) but I'm the person that pukes 20 times a day. Oh, yeah, that's not pleasant. I never got sick. I had to be on medication. I had to go keep going and getting IVs. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's For dehydration. Yeah. I'll never forget. I called the nurse and I was like, is this normal? Like, I'm really sick. And she was like, the first time. She's like, well, have you thrown up more than five times today? And I was like, yeah. She was like, how many times have you thrown up? I'm like, probably like 20. Oh, my She's gosh. like, you need to go to the ER. I'm like, okay, thank you. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes, it's so bad. I have to take take medication That's to last cool. through pregnancy. I could not do that. I With Kira, I didn't even know I was pregnant until I was 13 weeks. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. She, she her, was, whole, she, her whole story is She dramatic. was in like a, a weight loss challenge. <laughs> I was. I was doing Biggest Loser at work and I was winning. I was so <laughs> pissed. I, I had like this weird feeling one morning. I wasn't even like a... I don't know. It was like a, a weird epiphany. I was like, I should take a pregnancy test. That literally happened to me. Yeah. And I mean, heart. I was on birth control mm-hmm. too. So I thought like, there's no way I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And then I, because we were on the weight loss challenge, I brought, it was National Donut Day. I brought donuts to the office to like throw Sabotage. Every, yeah. Sabotage everybody. And I took half the donut. I'm like, I'm going to go take this test in the bathroom. And once it's negative, I'm going to eat half this donut as like a reward. And I saw, when I saw it, it like immediately was like pregnant. I took the donut and I chucked it at the floor. I was so pissed. Oh, yo, so you found out at work? Yeah, in the bathroom That's, at work. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is crazy. It was like, yeah. Was, and then when we went to the doctor to like see, I'm like, oh, it's going to be, maybe I'm like five, six weeks. You're probably not going to be able to see anything. And she did the little thing, and it was like, bam, like a full body and legs going everywhere. I'll never forget your post on Facebook. She was like, uh, surprise. I know. It was crazy. And we actually recorded the whole thing because my phone called Jared's phone on accident and left a voicemail. So right as, like, the lady was checking out the the sonogram or whatever, and um, you can hear the whole thing, like, whoa, oh, my gosh, oh. And then the doctor's like, well, okay, this, yeah, this is, uh, you're really pregnant. Yep, what? It Wait, was just that's like, how he found out? Well, he found oh, out. It, that's how he okay, found out how just far recorded. along it was. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, that's insane. It, yeah, he was with me, yeah. But I was like, well, at least we have this moment that's recorded sweet. forever. Like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. That's so sweet. But then so it was funny. like, oh, no, we don't have time to wait to tell anybody. Now we have to, like, tell our yeah. families because. Well, I mean, you I'm were like, 12 weeks already. Yeah, it's like. But I missed, like, the bad part, they yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clearly nice. you weren't that Maybe you just thought you were over. And I was losing weight. <laughs> I felt like I was, I looked the best I ever looked at that moment. I'm like, and then it real quickly went, went away. Stop. <laughs> you, <laughs> okay. She does pregnancy well. I'm like, it's, it is so bad. I have, I feel like, I don't even know how to say it. What is it? The hyper emesis? Hypergravidarum or yeah. emesis or whatever just, it's called. Let me just Google that. What Princess Kate had, right? Yes. And um, Amy Schumer. Oh, that's right. She did have Do you that. follow her? Hyper MS. Oh, yes. 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 She was posting, like, videos of her vomiting in cabs. And, like, I still have to work because I signed a contract. I'm not here because I feel okay. Hyper emesis gravidarum, it's yeah. called. Um, yeah, <laughs> that would not be fun. Yeah, that's it. It's a thing. And I feel like people, women are really, not people, women are really brushed off when they say, like, I'm sick. I, I really don't feel good. Like, this can't be normal. Mm-hmm. And I think we just suck it up because we think it's normal. It's part of no. It's it's really bad for some people. Yeah, and you always I always say like you know your body. Talk yeah. to your doctor if you feel like there's something that's. You always know, and yeah. like you said. I yep. mean, it's insane how in tune to our bodies right. we can be if we just like listen. I had bloodshot eyes for, and I hadn't eaten in like days. That's it, crazy. It was so bad, and I'm like, this can. I, at first, they were like, it's normal. It's okay. Just take your vitamins and. I was like, this cannot be healthy. Like, I'm not eating. What is? What am no. I feeding my baby? Yeah. And um, they gave me Zofran the first time, which helped, but there's also a risk involved with mm-hmm. taking that while you're pregnant. But they weighed the options. Like, the, the risk is greater if you can't even take a sip of water. Mm-hmm. So that one worked the first time. And then the second time, I took Diclegis. Um, Zofran did not work the second time at all. 
And I'm just throwing this out there because if you're struggling, there's stuff that works. Right. So ask for it because they won't really offer it. So right. someone just recently, I forget what the occasion was, but one of my friends was sick and someone said, I still have some pregnancy, like, you know, anti-nausea medication. Yeah. Yes. I don't suggest sharing prescriptions for the record, but I'm just <laughs> laughing because they always have it like, you know, yeah. your friends have it left over. You know what? I use now, like they gave me a... The, you know, to avoid si or seasickness, no word, motion sickness, whatever, to take a B12 or no B6 and Unisom. Unisom. Uh -huh. That was like the trick. That's what Diclegis is. And they so, oh, basically is made um, an anti-nausea medication for morning sickness, quote unquote. Um, and it's that's what it is so that you don't have to like combine them. It's oh. amazing. It worked so good. But the Unisom is killer, especially when you have another kid. Like, uh, Yeah, tired. doesn't it put you to sleep? Yes, I would knock out at <laughs> oh night, but God. then I would have to take another one in the morning. Oh it depends on gosh, how bad you worst. are. So, like, I'm at school pickup, like, oh, my gosh, like, oh can I goodness. Uber home? This is yeah, so bad. Well, I still use it, though, for my hangover trick. That's yeah. what I do. Every time we drink Same. and I'm like, hmm, I'm a little bit worried about tomorrow, I just take a oh Unisom. Oh, my gosh, that's really smart. And I wake up and I'm like, let's go. Uh, go. I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, ladies, quickly tell me what's coming up next for the Closet Moms podcast so we can give our friends yeah. here something to look forward to. We um, we have two, actually, two guest, um, guests coming on our show soon, and one of them happens to be a therapist, and she is going to um, talk about you know, all the things that moms don't talk about, what she sees most in women um, and what obstacles women face mm -hmm. in therapy and in just motherhood in general. And then she's going to do an event for us, which is awesome. Um, she's going to do like a group session. Um, oh, so yes. it'll, we'll probably end up doing a few sessions because she likes to keep it a little bit smaller, probably like 10 women at a time. Yeah. But I'm really excited for that. Because so tell us, like, where on your social channels you'll be updating so that we can, yeah, if we're sure. in the Orlando area, keep um, track of our it. Our Instagram is Closet Moms Orlando. Um, we probably update that the most. And then our yeah. Facebook um, page is Closet Moms Closet Podcast. Moms podcast. Yes. Okay. Podcast. Yes. Yep. And okay. then we have a website, ClosetMomsPodcast.com. Um, so, yeah. We but on our Instagram, we link everything. You can find okay. our Facebook, our website, our podcast, all that there. Guys, thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you this for having so fun. us. It's like nice to meet you in so person fun. and, you know, know. have an, an IRL conversation. Um, you guys heard, so don't forget to follow them at Closet Moms Orlando. And anything that we mentioned as far as baby products or anything, of course, I'll put in show notes. So anyway, you ladies thank rock. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> guys, how great are they? Um, I loved, loved chatting with them. And you need to follow them because their stories are hysterical. They're real. And they are always bringing really good and fresh perspective on motherhood so at closet moms orlando on instagram like i said everything will be linked in show notes as far as products we talked about and that's it i would be so grateful by the way if you guys would take a minute and leave a rating and review i've been known to send a free beauty product or two to people who spend a few minutes leaving a little bit of love to the person who left the one star rating i see you just kidding. <laughs> I don't know who you are. But anyway, if you want to leave a positive review, I'd be so grateful for it. It helps to get these podcasts out to people who may enjoy them or be appreciative of them. Um, for all of our fellow moms, I know that that's a real thing. So anyhow, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of 30 Something. We will see you next week with some more good stuff. Bye.